technically the rules say dogs can't play. Wait, no, no. There's nothing in the rule book that says dogs can't play. Yeah, that's what I just said. Check the check the tapes. We'll check the tapes. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. Oh no. I know it's available, but why? There's so many other things available. First of all, it's artisanal, okay? I don't want to hear it. One of your hosts spent nine hours this week watching the Godfather series to atone for his <laughs> sins. <laughs> what are you? doing so stupid of you so stupid of all of you handsome drew did as well are you drew with the you obviously he's drew with the you okay my handsome drew. <laughs> i don't spell it's my name with a u what are you talking about <sighs> what's wrong with you i'm so angry at everyone here oh i was not listening <laughs> <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening this is not the podcast you deserve Man, this this is about to take a turn. So Ross has only 15 minutes before he has to leave for an indoor soccer game. So oh. he said he said he can jump on and then leave. So that's, so okay. that's why he's here. So we, can, up, we can kick him off. If it's not if that's not allowed, you can kick him off right now. No, let's do it. This will be an editing nightmare. I'm fired up. Ross. I'll be here for this. like I'll be here for 11 minutes ish. Okay. <laughs> It might be a disaster. We'll see. Welcome to this week's episode of Not the Podcast User. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, along with Drew with you. And we have two guest hosts with us, Austin Chandler. Go ahead and say hi, Austin. Hello, everyone. Nice. That was very smooth. And uh, Ross. What's up, Ross? Ross, say hi. Hey, how's it going? The, your audio actually sounds incredible compared to Austin's. Incredible, which is, yeah. Which is wild, because I think you're in the locker room of a soccer game that you're about to go play. <laughs> I'm in my living room. I'm about to go pick up my friend uh, to go play indoor soccer at 10. My story years. was better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 my, was, I'm sorry I corrected you. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Uh, so we we kind of had, uh, uh, had a thought of how we we're going to start this, but I'm going to call it Audible now that Ross is here. And I was going to talk about the what I deemed the eight horror movie genres. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, this week we're talking about horror movies. There you go. Uh, ah. And I had, yeah, thanks, jump scare. Um, <laughs> I was trying to like kind of knock down um, like how to define each horror movie section because there's lots of different types of horror movies. So Ross and Austin are, are more movie, are more horror movie buffs than we are. Uh, so we needed some help on this one. Mm-hmm. And from as far, and the only reason I know anything about horror movies is because every girl I've ever dated loves horror movies. So I've seen a bunch <laughs> of them in theaters and never really thought I'd end up liking them. Uh, but the horror movies, the genres that I can tell, uh, are, I, I broke them down into eight. First one is psychological, where it's more mental and emotional than mm. monsters or aliens or whatever. Second one was slasher films, which is pretty much everyone from the 1980s, uh, <laughs> like, ha- uh, like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that. Third was gore. Anything that was basically just like, you're about to watch this body get real messed up, like Saw <laughs> and The Exorcist and uh, Evil Dead to an extent, one and two. The next one was found footage, like The Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity. Host, which by the way, did y'all see Host? I keep talking about Host. Host is great. Ross, did you I catch that host? Was I, that seance? I don't think we saw oh, Host. Guys. It's a, it's a seance on Zoom. That goes very, very wrong. It was filmed oh, very poorly. Oh, it is so good. Is it I remember all, when that came out. Uh, no, is it all on Zoom? Yeah. Did you just say that? 
fantastic. I did. Sure did. Yep. You just uh, said it. Yep. We'll talk about that one in a minute, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, the next one is Monster. So like uh, Dawn of the Dead, Resident Evil, The Mummy, etc. cetera. Um, paranormal slash spiritual. So like The Omen, Poltergeist, um, Ready or Not to an extent. And then the last one is Comedy Horror, which is my favorite horror. And I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time on those um, as we go through kind of our favorites. Uh, but Ross and Austin, as the horror movie s- experts here on the show, oh my did God. I miss? Did I miss a uh, like a good vein, a good genre of horror? I think Ross and I were talking about it earlier, and I think like I think you you got pretty much all of them. But I definitely would say that like there's a lot of movies that fall outside of what can people consider horror that I think are like horror legends, like Alien, where people mm-hmm. are like, oh, that's a sci-fi movie, but it's like. It is, but it's also a horror movie. Like it's terrifying, yeah. and uh, and so yeah, I just w- I I just think uh, it yeah horror kind of moves. It has a lot of its own genres, and then is in a lot of other genres. Kind of. What Ross? What about you, man? Is there a, is there a type of genre that I that I missed out or in like a, a one that, an easy one that I should have seen coming? Uh, no, no, I think uh, I think you nailed it. So yeah. I am a genius. That's amazing. I always yeah. thought, but this is actually. This is actually what proved it. Um, Great so, job. Yeah, and, and now for the next 58 minutes, we're going to break down each genre and every movie that was ever in that subgenre of horror. Or mm-hmm. uh, what is y'all's favorite of those like genre types of horror, those subgenres of horror? Mine is the comedy one, uh, I think is obviously the, the easy one for me. Can you give me an Can example? Like, what's a comedy, what's a comedy horror? Oh, okay. What's a comedy oh. horror? Movie. Uh, Cabin in the Woods would be a okay. comedy horror. Yeah. Zombie yeah. Land, Shaun of the Dead, oh, yeah, Tucker yeah, and yeah. Dale versus Evil. A lot of those are more comedy than horror, but some of them. I was are, gonna say, you know, horror comedies. Say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and those are those are obviously my favorite. I my least favorite is the slasher movies. I really don't enjoy. I don't like slashers either. Yeah, yeah, not my thing. I don't like. Um, I typically don't like slashers or gore. I like. I like movies that scare me in like a very clever way that isn't like, oh, here's someone's exposed bone or, right. you know, like I don't like body horror. Like, I don't want to see that. I just I like movies that scare you in a way where you're like, I am legitimately scared. I'm not startled. Mm-hmm. And that's a key distinction because there's nothing worse than a horror movie that just yells at you right. um, when it's really quiet. But I guess um, like supernatural ones are probably where I lean, but I am a little bit across the board. Kyle, I, I can't help but feel a bit slighted that you left shark horror off of your. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's going to be shark horror. Sharknado Seven. Have large you ever seen vein. Deep Blue Sea? You ever oh, seen yeah. Deep Blue Sea, Kyle? Yes, I have. Phenomenal. One of the best movie. movies of all time. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, yeah, so the the eight that I came up with were psychological, slasher, gore, found footage, monster, paranormal, comedy. Um, so I uh, Ross and what about now you, shark you, and shark. Yeah, now Drellin's got me. Probably then paranormal would be my probably where I typically yeah. land. I love found footage when it's done really well too. Really, I think those are really scary. I mean, the parent like the paranormal activity movies were some of my favorite movies ever at the time. Yeah. I thought those were just done so well. Where it is that like you're scared, because, but not because it's like oh it's quiet and now it's loud. It's like no this this stuff is absolutely terrifying like a sheet where you think there's a child under it and then it just 
falls to the floor and you're like, oh no. He just said it was quiet. Now it is loud. That's such a great, that's such a great That's what they do. That's what the lazy, the lazy, Ross and I talked about it earlier. Lazy horror movies, just they're really quiet and then they scream at you with, it's the worst. It's not, it's it's not not scary. (laughs) Ross, I know we only got you for a couple more minutes. So I was going to ask you favorite genre, least favorite genre and you know, um, is there a movie that you just really love? What's your, you know, couple of favorite horror movies? Oh, wow. Um, I like, um, I like Alien a lot. You know, I think a, a monster is fun. Um, I like, um, uh, I like uh, the, uh, It Follows is a really good one. I like yeah, uh, sure. that one's yeah. like a very good, uh, like that's just, um, it's a psychological like, thriller for sure. Yeah. And just the way they set all that up, like I mean, they just have Smart. a lot of fun in that world. Like they do they do some really cool stuff with like their scenes and everything. Um and like it's just that movie fun. has that uh she has that clamshell e-reader for some reason. And I and it makes me unable <laughs> oh, to figure out yes. what what era are we living in? It looks like the seventies yeah. or eighties, and then all of a sudden she's got like something from twenty fifty. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was bizarre and i loved it because it just made me feel like i was in a place that i had never been and would never be that was cool yeah scooby-doo on zombie <laughs> island is like i mean that's pretty top shelf if, if you're looking that's for, a good one i'm dead serious that movie's fantastic uh they go to the bayou and it's incredible uh, starring freddie prince jr yeah, that's so. No, no, no. That's also a good one. But this, I'm thinking of the animated one. But you're thinking uh, the live yeah, action. Uh, a lot of people get those mixed up. They do go to an island that's like called Zombie <laughs> Island, but um, it's, it's Monster island. island. Yeah, it's Monster <laughs> Island, right? And um, they do go to an island. It is two island things. Um, but both of those are are impeccable films also ross had a letterbox review for the original scooby-doo live action movie that said with the right group of people it's a good time but beware scrappy doo is disgusting oh my god <laughs> scrappy doo is disgusting oh i mean that's horror i mean that you watch that i mean that guy the, the way they've animated him he is vile uh just a vile a, a cretin i don't use that term lightly but he is a cretin I'm sorry this affected yeah. you so deeply. That's really tough. Oh yeah, it's it's stuck around. It's deep. I've got to go in one minute. Also, um, uh, hey Ross, before you go, will you leave us with a recommendation of a couple of your favorite horror movies that we might want to check out? Oh man, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Um, Sounded like that was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, The Shining. Man. Overrated. There was one. If you're looking for ones with like. Um, scary nuns uh oh, there was no. this one who asked for um, the conjuring too the conjuring too well, category this one was this one was um a nun that's physically present like an actress with plays a nun and she's blind and man she's scary um what's this okay called that's i feel like a genre in itself there's a couple genres you don't remember like, the nun i don't remember what it's called but it was what's really the good name of it? <laughs> Is it called the nun? <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not the nun. nun. That's supernatural. Oh my um, God. You're kidding. You're kidding. I feel like there's one like a uh, movies that, like horror movies with nuns could be its own um, category. And that also, was our horror religious expert. elements. Scary, scary old people. There's a lot of scary old people. Oh my god. 
the visit, the visit, the visit starring is, uh, M. Night Shyamalan. The visit is not a good movie, and you need to. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, but that I'll, one, I, I, <laughs> I recommend. I recommend uh, the visit. I recommend the visit. Big. Time. I'll tell them That's about it, Ross. I'll tell them about the visit. Yeah. All right. I right. think Ross, I got. Yeah, I got to go ahead and sign off. But this was very fun. Good luck. Good luck, Ross. Thanks, guys. I got to play goalie tonight. It's it's going to be hell. I hope that no one shows up. See you guys. Have, Me too. I have too, nine buddy. creepiest horror movie nuns pulled up. We have from The Heretic, uh, Dark Waters, Veronica. Is he gone? The nun. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to get it. I believed in us to get it. <laughs> this, that was so we, unbelievable. Are we keeping any of this? Yes. So I think we have that to. Was, and I had no idea where where he would take that. And I love that he ended it on the movie that I recommend. I don't remember the title, and uh, <laughs> it has a nun in it. <laughs> but it's not the movie called The Nun. I uh, <laughs> had like a game plan for what we should do. And that I think was way better than the game plan that I had. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about besides uh, that nun movie that we will figure out the name of later on. Uh, was going to ask you guys, where did you get your start in horror movies? Like, uh, did you grow up into a family that was fans of horror films? Or did you, like me, start going to see horror films because girls wanted to go on a date to see a horror film what about uh, drew allen what about you man when did you start watching yeah movies? yeah um i i grew up i'm glad you asked about my childhood um i think the best way to start the story is to start in the middle and then periodically flash back to the beginning um and just flavor and context as we go but uh i grew up in a uh religious southern baptist home so we did not watch horror movies um so we we were very much against uh, those, that horror movie genre section of blockbuster we stayed far away from. But I'd say my first run-in with horror movies is a animated movie called The Beauty and the Beast when wolves are chasing them through the woods. I defy anybody to not be terrified of that scene. It's actually This is actually a very good point because I think every every single person can point to a moment in a movie that wasn't a horror movie that scared mm. them to death as a child. Mm-hmm. Like and Gollum it, in the animated Hobbit. But I agree. Maybe we should put kids' horror movies as its own separate genre. Or we just moments, now. In, moments in not kids' movies that are uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the, re- the first real horror movie I watched was The Strangers. Have y'all seen The Strangers? I don't think so. No, that sounds terrifying. It's the uh, yeah. It's horrifying. It's like two a couple comes home from their wedding, I believe, or their honeymoon, or or an anniversary or something, and they go to a cabin in the woods, and it's just at night, and they're just in this like rickety old place, and they just hear a knock at the door, and it's some dude wearing a mask, and it cuts to like the next hour and a half of them being terrorized by this family, and at the end of it. They like get trapped and tied up to a chair, and they, they, you know, they're just like, "Why are you doing this to us?" And the guy answers, "Because you were home." That's terrifying. Is that and, the Liv Tyler yeah. one? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah that's, I that was Wow, awesome. I do remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Now that you, now that you 
Wow. Yeah, that one was really I've tough. I've not seen that. I do not think I would like it. <laughs> I do not think I would like it. Austin Chandler, do you remember the movie Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf and the girl who played Carly Horse and Fired Up? I wish I remembered <laughs> her name. Um, her name is yeah, Samira or something. People were, people were really into Disturbia yeah. at the time. So that, I think, is the first horror movie, quote-unquote, um, that I saw in theaters. And I only went because it was a date. But I remember that being like the movie of like the seventh grade or whatever it was that we were in around it, that time. It very much was. Yeah. And uh, I remember leaving them being like, I don't get why people like horror movies. That was dumb. Um, <laughs> and then my wife is a huge horror movie fan. So uh, whenever we have movie night, um, you know, we trade off who gets to decide what movie we watch. So she always gets to pick. And she always picks horror movies. So um, mm. as Drew Crawford our beloved Drew Crawford, miss him every day, RIP, would say in marriage, what's mine is yours and what's yours is yours. Um, that's my favorite Drew, Drew Crawford saying, and I miss him dearly. Um, gone too soon, taken from us too soon. Um, Gunned down in his prime, some would say. <laughs> on this, the day of his daughter's wedding. Um, Austin, so Disturbia was for me. That was like the first one I've ever seen. And then I think the first one I saw and I like enjoyed was It Follows. And then that's kind of where I figured out there was a different, there's different veins and different genres of horror. Um, and I really, really enjoyed mm. that one. I think that was when maybe like, okay, I should give these a shot. Um, Austin, what about you? Yeah, I've, I've always liked them, except for when I was nine years old and I watched The Ring. Um, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. And my, my parents also didn't like it because I woke up screaming several times because I thought that that girl with her dark hair from the ring was standing in the corner of my bedroom. Because no. um, I was nine. I was a nine-year-old no. that shouldn't have seen that. But uh, I probably didn't watch more horror movies for a long time. And then Makes somewhere sense. in college, just, yeah, yeah. And that movie's, <laughs> that movie's genuinely very frightening. And, and so, if, I mean, for you to be nine years old and seeing that, it was... It was too much. Um, I also grew up in a pretty religious household, but, like, my parents did not monitor what I did, like, or watched if I went to other people's houses, uh, which meant that I watched things like The Ring, which was rated R at nine years old. Um, but I don't know. I got back into them in college because I found that they were so much fun to watch with friends. Yeah. Um, and like, like I always say, like watching a horror movie alone is, unless it's a great movie, not enjoyable. But watching it with three or four like people who are all in like kind of the same excited but terrified headspace is very fun because everyone's just like reacting together and screaming at the TV and 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 like posing questions, like being like, oh, so wait, so it's the mom, and someone else is like, no, there's no mom involved. Um, yeah. And I think the one, the one that got me like back in, I also saw it follows and thought it was awesome. Um, but I think just the plain old, the conjuring that came out within the last decade. And it's just a, it's just a really well-made movie. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a, it's a little bit in that kind of like heavily commercialized, like kind of corny Mm because most, I always equate horror to country music because people say they hate, <laughs> people always say they hate country music but they're always talking about like pop country right. you know because it's mm-hmm. the most popular it's what you hear and if you don't like that and it's the same with horror people always say oh i hate horror well most of the time all you've seen are trailers for like the most commercially you know cgi monster yeah. or cgi ghost and 
it's just not fun. But that one, it was a big budget movie that really is just really well made. Um, and James Wan is is great. I was going to ask if that was James Wan. Yeah, his movies. That was like one of his first big ones. He also did The Conjuring Two, and he did a couple other ones. He had a new one last year. Uh, Malignant. Yeah, Malignant. Yeah, we did a review of Malignant about thirty episodes ago, probably. Um, and for guys yeah. who don't know much about horror, it was not the worst review you probably could have gotten from that movie. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think I thought it was silly and fun. Yeah. So I we, we I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did not feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, and then growing up, my brother was a big Sam Raimi fan, um, or he still is a big Sam Raimi fan. But growing up, he fell in love with Evil Dead and The Army of Darkness and Evil Dead Two movies. Watched those movies a ton growing up. Really enjoyed that. Then do you guys um, Spawn? I don't know. I don't think Spawn counts as a horror movie. <laughs> but I was just thinking about it. I think I saw Spawn pretty young. The clown is yeah. terrifying. And then, the Johnny Leg. Speaking of the clown, so uh, when I was little, I had very very little. Um, eight or nine, I watched it. The, it's the Tim Curry. It's the TV show from the eighties, two years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was. And that messed me up. I now have a fear of spiders and uh, don't mm-hmm. like clowns. Um, did anybody, <laughs> did you guys have a, ever like a super negative experience uh, like early on in your horror movie career, like watching that like really messed with you? Because The Conjuring got me um, and also Hereditary. I didn't sleep after I watched Hereditary. Uh, I will say I watched The Conjuring in preparation for this uh, movie pod. I had never seen. I'm not like I. I do not like scary movies. I don't. I, I'm, I don't go for the rush. Um, but I'm trying. I'm dipping my toes in the waters, and I'm not. I've not been upset about it. But I watched The Conjuring this past weekend, and I haven't been able to sleep for like three days. So uh, I want to thank y'all. If uh, I think that I'm haunted. Uh, my lights keep going off, and that's not me. I've actually noticed so, that. That's super yeah. helpful. <laughs> that's nice. If I get dragged off host style, I've never seen that movie, but I assume that yeah, happens. Um, oh, man. Ugh, you're kidding. Jeez. Are you doing a bit uh, right now uh, with lights? Literally, literally not. I think power's going out of my house currently. Um, Wait, are you really not doing a really bit? Because we're doing a horror movie podcast, and you've got lights flickering in the background. Yeah, no, not times. a bit. Not a bit. <laughs> Generally terrified. Uh, I don't think my house likes me talking about the conversation, so I'm going to shut up and move. What are what are some of y'all's favorite and least favorite horror movies? And for for the for the fun of it, I say we start with the least favorite. How does anybody have a horror movie that you just hate? And I think mine is like 95% of the ones on Netflix uh, in the horror section because I've watched almost all of them. And most of them are terrible. The straight to Netflix horror flick is not usually a good one. Um, and uh, most of them are terrible. I'm going to throw <laughs> another couple out that I think are overrated. Um, the Shining. I, I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't think it was good. And I don't know why it's highly regarded as the best horror movie ever made. Austin Chandler, mm-hmm. are you are you going to die on the hill of The Shining? No, I, I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. I I know there are some... The reason that I said it, like, so calmly is that, like, I know there are people who are, like, obsessed with The Shining, and that's that's not me. I, I mean, I think it's a really good movie. I do think it's a good movie, but I don't... I understand calling it overrated. I mean, I think it falls... That movie very much, to me, falls in the ca- same category as, like, The Godfather, which is 
it was such a pioneer for its time and it was amazing at the time but now you've you've already seen everything that's come after yeah and so like for me i didn't see the godfather until i was like 25 i'd already seen every like mob movie that's been made since so i didn't like it as much as others do but it like without it all of the really good stuff wouldn't exist Mm -hmm. so i feel like the shining could could fall into that category of like it's not not as good now but was pretty revolutionary at the time what about um some of your least favorite ones the least favorite horror movies you've ever seen just give you 10 to 30 seconds to riff on some terrible movies okay i'm just gonna go in on one and, and it's midsummer i, oh, I thought no, that really? movie was i thought that movie was crazy overrated and super gross and not scary just made me feel bad just was like <laughs> check out these bad feelings also there was the, the here's the here's the thing i probably would have thought that movie was fine because there were some like pretty disturbing like crazy things that happened uh, and it's very beautiful. Um, but there was also like a discourse around that movie where it became a feminist anthem. Um, huh. and, and that movie was because people were like, where she, when she smiles at the end um, after choosing for her boyfriend to be burned alive, she smiles and a lot of like feminist people were like, yes, yes, burn the patriarchy. But the director said like, this is a deeply hurt and like, this this person has gone through a ton of trauma and this movie is about this movie was supposed to be about like the dangers of you know that kind of like large group mentality huh. uh, and and everyone interpreted it as like yes queen uh, <laughs> so I didn't love that I, I didn't, remember I didn't that love Midsummer. Um, that's interesting because so I watched Midsummer, thinking this is going to be another dumb you know terrible movie that I'm going to hate and see the ending coming from my way and stuff and then I remember, like, halfway through, I was like, I think this Ari Aster guy is incredible. This is it's just so beautifully shot, and I really enjoyed the pacing of that movie. Um, I mean, he definitely is really, really good. Well, I just didn't like that one as much as Hereditary. So that was my thing. So after the movie, I was like, oh, okay, I really like this guy. What? What's another one he's done? And it, mind you, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning at this point, and I'm just, like, just uh, kind of on a high because I really kind of enjoyed that movie. So I turned on Hereditary next. It's like one in the morning by myself. It was a mistake. Terrifying. Mistake. I, I, the image of her brilliant. in the air with the thing, my God, I, that will haunt me forever. Yeah. Tony Collette. I, 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 yeah, Tony Collette. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. incredible. Mm-hmm. That, she has an incredible, that really incredible, like, kind of monologue at the, at the dinner table where she's just, like, yelling at her son. Yeah. And it, it scares me more than anything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just, just this parent like just freaking out mm-hmm. and you're just like oh oh no oh no uh i thought that movie was really cool I, I i didn't like it the first time i watched it and i watched it again and the second time you watch it you see all these little hints mm-hmm. of like where the fam or like where the family come came from and things like that so i thought that was cool <laughs> i nodded along was like uh-huh like as if i had watched it twice i will never watch that movie again yeah, right. one was Why would you watch it again? drew allen i take it you have not uh-huh. seen that one New, new Don't see that. That one. one's tough. Do not watch that movie. That one's really that, tough. That movie's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess move it to like some of our favorites, and we don't have to talk a lot about each one. Uh, but you also don't just have to throw it out. If there's one you're super passionate about, by all means, you know, um, let's talk it out because I think there are some really great horror movies, such as Cabin in the Woods, hands down, greatest horror movie of all time. I will. I I love that movie. It's the only horror movie that would ever even be close to a top ten on Kyle's favorite movie list. So, um, 
And I know my. Don't, I don't even want to hear the story my, about you with the watching the version for blind fair. people. It just makes me sad. That's fair. That's fair. I will say my equivalent is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. That that comedy horror. I, I put that. I would be close to my top ten as well. Of like, it's just a fun movie to throw on with a group of people. Which, as we all said, is the prime way to watch a. I think that's movie. dead on. I don't think I've ever thought of that before. But y'all are right. That is the best reason to watch a horror movie. Or the best way to. Mm-hmm. Which I have exclusively watched the past three horror movies alone <laughs> at night in my house, which my dog decides to bark down the dark hallway <laughs> next to me during the scariest moment of the movie, which requires me to pee myself and uh, turn on all of the lights and never sleep again. So uh, I, I make sense. I think I'm going to watch horror movies with other people from here on going forward. Austin, can you name a better movie, better horror movie than Cabin in the Woods? Probably The Conjuring. Um... Or it follows. I'm trying to think of more. Those are like my two top tier for me. I think is the Conjuring one and, and it follows. Those those are pretty. Dude, just just really almost flawless movies. And very different, like. very different types of horror. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The uh, let's talk about it follows real quick because I don't know if you remember your first uh, viewing of it follows, but I think it was like the very last scene of the movie. When uh, when you see the two people walking um, away f- or towards the screen, I guess um, towards the camera, and then like the last yeah. half second, like you see some people following them, um, and you you don't know if it's if it's the real if it's yeah. you know the curse or whatever following them or if it's just you know random people walking. And I remember at that moment I was like, whoa, like this movie blew my mind. Um, yeah, and I it I don't think I even put together that it was. I think uh, a, a parallel to like STDs. I don't think I even put that like close to my brain until like I sat with the movie for like I, an hour. Actually, the I think the director said that that was a misinterpretation of what they were going oh, for. Really? They were more so just going for they were going for more about the mental side of sex and the idea that like you are always connected to the people that you that you hook up with even if it was just a chance like that they said i mean i think the stds thing is definitely part of it but she said uh was it she whoever it was said (laughs) that yeah i read about it and they said it was more about just like that that kind of connection that's kind of weird i I like that movie because i think the best horror movies are you you've read you've read a short story by me called the door yeah and uh in to, ri- to write that short story, I just asked myself, what if there was a door? And then I just went from there. Mm-hmm. And I think the best horror movies are just like, what if there was, what if there was a messed up guy? What if, what if there was a man standing there? What if there was a deer where it's not supposed to be? And uh, <laughs> it follows. It follows is just the director being like, what if someone was walking towards you at all times? <laughs> and yeah. it's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like just and because the monster can't run, it's like a thousand times scarier. They're just <laughs> is, yeah. just a, a walking straight at you, just a totally expressionless. The scene Never I'm getting chills right now. The scene in the hallway when she can see the very tall man behind <sighs> her friend, and her friend can't. So she opens the door, and her friend's like, "What?" And she's like, "Close the door! Close the door! Close the door!" Yeah. One of the scariest and most brilliant scenes, because that's what I'm talking about, is they're not yelling at you. They're not jump-scaring you. They're just just—they're literally just showing you a hallway and being like, what do you think about that? Right. Yeah. You, that, guy's, that guy's scary, and you're like, yeah, he yeah. is. 
Well, a, a really great horror movie will create a world to bring you in. Because, like, a scary movie is not scary if you are, like, not bought into the story. If you're just watching, like, actors clearly act on a, on a movie and you're like, oh, this is just a dumb movie. Any scary movie cannot be scary. But, like, a really good horror movie is going to bring you into that world and make you feel legitimately scared and, like, threatened by the creature or the crazy person or the psycho or the grandmother or whatever, the mother, whoever it is. Um, and I like that. And I, I like it follows... There's, like, this... The, the conversation around a lot of horror movies is, like, the rules of the world. Like, when you create, like... I don't know if y'all remember when A Quiet Place came mm-hmm. out. And, um, like, Bird Box. And I think It Follows are three movies that I really find in this category of, like, there are yeah. rules to the world. And it's really interesting to see, like, that's where that... We talked about watching a movie with friends. You get to have that conversation about what would you What's do. What's going to happen? What would you do? Yeah. yeah. The interesting worlds they create and how, like, the, the conflicts that come out of that. And those are fun conversations that I think horror movies really do really well. Yeah, I mean, I think that the environment that the characters are in, it it plays a huge, like, underrated role in horror movies because, like, if the place feels, you know, like you said, not real, or if it feels too safe, then it's not going to be scary. But, like, a great example is that movie, like, that Ross and I mentioned that was, like, an incredibly smart movie and, like, terrifying, but not enjoyable to watch. It was called The Visit. It's where these two kids go and visit their grandparents that they've never met. They're trying to, like, uh, their mom has decided to forgive her parents for, like, years of just kind of being disconnected. So they've never actually met their grandparents. And when they get there, all this weird stuff starts happening. It's kind of found footagey. And it's so scary because they're isolated, you know? Like, their environment is this, like, big ranch house with just these two old caretakers who, like, are acting insane. And they can't figure out... uh, what's going on and it's so terrifying because there's no safety there like they're children mm. they can't just you know call an uber and be like we gotta go <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah the the environment is like a huge factor i feel like what was the name of that one the visit is. the visit okay. i think it's in night Shyamalan. interesting it is it is terrifying and i won't spoil it in case you do watch it because the the big twists and stuff are are pretty good they're not they don't they're not like blow your mind but they're they're good I'm going to have to give that one a shot. Um, one, a, a little one off the beaten path that I saw last year and really liked was called Ready or Not, starring Samara Weaving. Yeah. And uh, I did this last time we talked about it, too. The guy from that TV show in California. The OC? Yeah. I, thought, I don't know his name either. If Crawf- Crawford, is, Crawford is banging his head <laughs> against his steering wheel right now listening to this. Uh, that's tough. Adam he Brody. just slammed on Brody. the brakes on vacation, <laughs> and and stopped and looked at Emily and said, "Someone, someone needs me." <laughs> yeah, Adam Brody. That's the one in that movie for like just a little bit. Uh, that is one of my favorite horror movies. Austin, I think you saw that one, right? I think I, I think either oh, yeah. you told me about it or I told you about it. We at some point were like, "Hey, we need to watch this." You know, I think actually Adrienne suggested it to me oh, when yeah. I was trying to find. I texted her because I was trying to find like 
fun, good movies to watch with Ross, and she she recommended it. And I did not watch it with Ross. I watched it alone, and I had a tremendous time. <laughs> yes, that movie was great. I really, really enjoyed that. And I guess that kind of falls under um, the gore category now that I think about it. Because just so many people explode and, and die in terrible ways in that movie. Uh, well, that's always the interesting thing about gore, too, is like sometimes it's it's fun and played for laughs, and it really doesn't bother you. And then other times it's like, this is the horror. What's happening to these people's bodies is the horror. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Except for Saw. For some reason, I love the Saw movies. <sighs> so I own all of them, but I've never seen them. And by <laughs> they're good like mysteries behind the scenes of the the horrible stuff that's happening. There's a fun there's like fun mystery plots going on about like we got to figure out who's done this to us and stuff. Another one I talked about before, better watch out, is the Christmas based horror movie where a babysitter comes over like on Christmas Eve to babysit this kid. It's like Home Alone meets The Strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, it's a great Christmas movie watch when that time comes again. Adrian made me watch uh, the Baba Duke the other day. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's pretty scary. T- yeah, terrifying. And I know I missed the boat on this. I assume this was like was that big when it came out? Or uh, it was like kind of like an indie cult hit. It wasn't. It wasn't huge, okay. but people know it. Also, it became a meme because people were. Um, posting the Babadook, his ridiculous, crazy, like, storybook face. Um, but they made his body, like, the uh, the rainbow flag. And people were like, wow, the Babadook is a gay ally. And uh, it became a meme, and I don't know why. But it was really funny. more questions than answers now, for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, I guess, was that one, that one wasn't, like, a straight-to-Netflix movie? Because um, I kind of thought that's what I was getting no, in for. That was an Australian oh. indie movie. Because I th- kind of thought it was. A, yeah. I kind of thought this was going to be Netflix quality, and it was not, and mm. it was terrifying. Um, and then, did I know that you guys probably have seen Get Out and Us, um, which is, I guess, maybe a new kind of newer subgenre. They kind of fall under the psychological subgenre, but. Also, there's a lot of gore in, in those movies. When uh, in uh, Get Out, when the chick from Mad Men gets like killed to, by a CD, by CDs being thrown at her face or whatever, <laughs> like that's pretty gory stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's like a sci-fi element to it, but yeah. it's grounded in the yeah. real world. Well, I think I was going to say that I feel like both of Jordan Peele's movies so far have. Not transcended genre, but blended genre. Mm-hmm. Like he takes pieces from all eight categories. Like the sec, like us is kind of a slasher, kind of paranormal, kind of gore. Like has all of these different elements that he brings in, and I mean, I think that's why they're so good because the whole time you're wondering, like, what is going on? Like I'm scared, but I also want to know what is happening. And both movies, I feel like, have a very satisfying, like, this is what's really going on, reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that points to one of the greatest aspects of horror movies, which is that you can make a horror movie a part of any other genre. Like, if you make a Western scary, it can be a horror movie. Like, it, it, it can bolster up any other genre, any other type of movie, can heighten it or make it more exciting by adding horror elements to it. When, you know, obviously you got to do it well. You can't just randomly mash up things, but... 
I think that's what's so interesting. And what's gotten me into horror movies is like the times that movies that I really like dip into that horror movie <laughs> aspect. And um, I, I, I just I just find that so interesting that there's like this biological response we have to watching a movie that you can't control. You can't control being scared. You're either scared or you're not scared. So it's like laughing. You either find something funny and you laugh or you don't. And it's like, you can, I don't know. It's so, it's, there's so many different ways to take it. And I think, I, I love that. about the Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, we should make uh, a horror Western, the three of us. I was just thinking, oh. there's got to be a really good horror Western movie out there. There's some... that, I mean, that is ripe for the picking. Yeah. That genre, mm-hmm. I mean, you could make a cool movie. Um, uh, space horror almost got into my subgenre because there's a lot of mm. movies about space. And spoiler alert, none of them ever go smooth or else it wouldn't have been made into a movie. <laughs> and uh, But it, I, I don't Gravity doesn't count as a horror movie probably, but it was mm. it was terrifying and psychological. Thriller. Yeah, thrilling. Um, but, you know, like... Armageddon is the greatest comedy action movie of all time, and there's it's pretty horrifying when you see all those people blow up in space and and the armadillo can't fly anymore. You know. No, my my one of my favorite horror movies is a space horror movie. I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, but Pandorum, uh, I think, is a movie that rewards you for paying attention. And it, I, I forgot to mention this last time, but there are creatures and monsters in the movie i totally left that part out of my review because i love so many other aspects about the movie other than that but those are also done really well too so yeah pandora um and then austin drew do y'all have a favorite uh do y'all have a favorite horror film director guy who's mainly known for doing horror films um mine is probably andrew flanagan uh who did hush and he did uh, Midnight Mass and The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, I'm sure he's done other things too. I just can't remember. But I think he is fantastic. And I don't know if he's like an up-and-comer or if he's like been doing this for forever. I'm not sure. I think he's married to the girl who's the lead in all of those movies and TV shows. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I just think he's he, he always draws me in really well. Um, so I think he might be my favorite Um Although Drew Goddard and Cabin in the Woods might be untouchable, I don't know. Do you have a favorite director? I mean, mine's probably just James Wan, honestly. Anytime he puts out, any, anytime he directs a movie, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it because I, I know that it'll be <laughs> interesting. And it, and he he always does really cool stuff with like the camera work and mm-hmm. stuff like the the how the the houses that he's. Uh, because his a lot of his horror movies are just like in a house, and I always think it's very cool, like what he does with, um, like camera angles and stuff in the house, and and I I did laugh because I was listening to another podcast, How Did This Get Made, and they were talking about Malignant, and they were like, they were like that house was really cool, um, but they also found it very funny because it the rooms were gigantic so that they could do those really cool yeah. overhead mm-hmm. shots mm-hmm. and stuff. And I thought that was really funny because I had never really thought about, oh, right, like, you have to occupy that space with all your camera equipment, and that's why so many horror movies just have, like, giant rooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, no, James Wan is yeah. probably my favorite. That, that was what stood out to me in that movie was that I thought that was so cool when they do that 
overhead, like bird's eye yeah. view of her running through the house and up the stairs, and like that. You're you're so right, and like that's really great filmmaking. That's also scary <laughs> and horrifying, and and done really well. And I love yeah. that in a horror movie. Yeah, the second time I watched The Conjuring, I was blown away by how many like long takes or like interesting like the camera would be like kind of on a on a track and mm-hmm. you would see like foreground room and then as it passes a hallway mm-hmm. like someone walks by or something like that it's just very i i always appreciate when directors like take the time to like make interesting shots yeah. and things like that in movies where it they takes, super don't have to yeah. and it takes so much work to choreograph like you said just the camera equipment going over a railing and down a floor or upstairs right. and around a corner and keeping the person in frame like it takes a lot of planning it's not just you just don't show up on set and be like oh it'd be cool if what if the little kid came out from behind this door you know i have no way of proving this but the first time i remember seeing the camera used as an object or as a person um in a movie and you know chasing like uh you know you see like arrows or bullets now or you know whatever sometimes become like <laughs> yeah. the the lens and the cameras yeah. going through like whatever um but sam raimi in evil dead uh when he uses the camera as the monster that's chasing ash um that's like the first time i remember ever seeing something like through the perspective of an object or of something in the movie and i, mm-hmm. I have nothing to back up that sam raimi started that but i'm gonna stick <laughs> with it until someone proves otherwise um but yeah maybe horror movies come up with a lot of good stuff and um, or kind of the stepping stone to where other cinemas go. <clears throat> the one other thing I, I wanted to talk about, just horror movies in general, is I love the community around horror movies. That's honestly what makes me want to get into horror movies the most, is just to hear how much fun people have watching horror movies. And it's like, I'm not quite there yet. Like, you, you'd ask me what my favorite director is, and I'm, I'm kind of at that point in my horror movie uh, career where I'm just trying to find a lot of great horror movies yeah. that are made and recommended to me to kind of create a base, a foundation to figure out what I like from. Um, so I, I, can't, I can't say so much on there, like who my favorite director is. But I love that there are so many horror movies and there are so many great ones and there are so many terrible ones. And there are so many people that love both sides of it. Like there are so many B horror movies that get released every seems like every week mm-hmm. it's just like they're constantly being churned out and they are campy and fun and there are also the triple a horror movies that are a little too commercialized maybe um but you can have just as much fun on a very low budget movie and i think that's something that horror movies can do that very few other genres can do austin final thoughts favorite movies i thought lights out was pretty fun so check that one out What's lights the monster's out? Uh, name is spoiler. Okay, check this out. You know, uh, every every horror movie is what if there was something. In this one, what if there was a monster who could only move when you turn the lights off? No, out. Please no. No, thank you. And that monster's name, spoiler alert, Diana. What? <laughs> Amazing time. Watch it with your best friends. You're gonna love it. I love it, man. Um. Did I? I feel like I didn't push enough that Cabin in the Woods is the best horror movie of all time. Did I not? Go ahead. Go ahead on your thing. I'll be right here. <laughs> no, it's listening fine. away. It's just, it's just okay. the best of all. And I think that's gonna do it for this week on Not the Podcast You Deserve. 
Austin, thank you so much for joining us in lieu of Drew Crawford. Uh, Maybe he'll be back next week. Maybe he's never back. Who knows? Only time will tell. We'll catch you next time.